Pittsburgh Steeler fans, and it's time once again for another episode of Bad Language. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. I am the podcast producer here at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. And I got to tell you, it's unchartered waters for a lot of fans after the Pittsburgh Steelers lost 38-3. to It was their worst loss since a 51 to nothing drubbing on opening day back in 1989 i remember that well but this was now and this hurts because it's now and i was one of those that was foolish enough to think that the steelers could find the heart to win this game against an undermanned buffalo bills team it did not happen in fact it was disappointing in many ways because the team did fight, but some old problems kept on happening. Drop balls, no semblance of defense. Now, I do get it. I understand that the Steelers did not have some very important people in their secondary. It was just rough all day long against a very fine team in the Buffalo Bills who were depleted on defense themselves, but it didn't seem to matter. That's how deep they are. Now, like I said at the beginning, this is uncharted waters. Now, I've been around as a Steeler fan for a long, long time, and I have seen the seasons when they started off poorly. And you've heard me talk about it. You've heard me talk about one and threes that have become playoff bursts. You've heard me talk about 0 and 4s and 1 and 4s that had the Steelers on the cusp of the playoffs. But a lot of people are so demoralized right now. I'm one of them because I just don't know how to navigate this, even though I've seen it before. Because I, like a lot of fans, are having a hard time finding the Steelers having a way out. However, I'm excited for next week's game, and that's where I'm differing from a lot of people. I still think that they have the kind of team that can go ahead and beat Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, as long as the referees and the league realize that Brady can't get the special favors that he got, especially this week against Atlanta. My gosh, I'd be going crazy if I was Arthur Smith and company and Arthur Blank and company. Gosh, lots of Arthurs down there. They need an Arthur Treachers, and they're in good shape. If you don't know who that is, uh, I can't help you with that. You just have to go back into television yesteryear or fish and chips yesteryear. Yeah, good restaurant. They had one in Altoona, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Arthur Treachers, how about that? So here's the thing. I really think that the Steelers could come out of this. But by watching some players like Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson continue to drop balls, I thought Chase actually played with a whole lot more fight this week, but people are down on him. Fans are down on him. I'm not. As much as I am Deontay Johnson. Because I have been on Deontay Johnson's side for a long time. You do need to re-sign him. You do need to do this. And... He didn't take the long time that he did the last two years to regress. He's just dropping balls like crazy, and I don't know what's happening. 
Now there have been jokes made on, well, he makes fantastic grabs with one foot in. Yeah, he can make a good catch, but he's not securing the balls that we need as fans to see from a number one receiver. And right now, you can honestly say that he's not a number one receiver. Right now, George Pickens is the number one receiver on that team. Now, we're lumping all the receivers in as a whole, but it's really two guys that are not pulling their weight right now because you cannot be down on George Pickens. George Pickens had eight targets, and he caught six balls. One of them was a ball that he caught, but he was caught out of bounds on. And I don't even remember the the other one. It seemed, we were talking about this on the preview, it seemed like he was almost perfect. But here's the problem. And this is the big problem with everything. Boswell missed field goals. I know we can say the wind, but bad. There was really bad wind. But shouldn't he navigate through that? And the problem we're having is if we're hard on a player, we're told that we're too hard. If we're not tough enough on a player, we're told that, you know, that we're just, uh, we're homers. So it's hard to win in that, this position. And we're not going to really win until the Steelers win. And that's what's going to happen. As far as everything goes, everybody wants to blame certain people. I'm blaming someone different each week. Right now, I did not like the scheme in this game as much. I thought, run, run, let Pickett try to get you out of trouble at the beginning of the game on third down. I thought that was egregiously bad play calling. Now, if, but you could say bad. They had Kenny Pickett throwing 50 sometimes. Yeah, he did. But not right away. Some of the, the play calls were just bad. But the play callers and the coaches aren't dropping passes. They're not blowing assignments on defense. But it could be the scheme. So who do you blame? I think I'm done trying to blame. Emphatically. This team sucks right now. This is not a good football team right now. But there's some things I got to caution you on. I've seen horrible football teams. I saw that 1986 team. I saw that 1988 team. I saw those teams get better at the very end. Even the 2003 team. They almost blew themselves away from Ben Roethlisberger because when you end up winning three out of four in those bad seasons at the end that happens and we've seen that happen so this team is going to pull out some wins that they're not expected to do but it might be a little too late the problem with all of that though is what do you really want and that's what you are to decide with your fandom. What are you rooting for? Are you rooting for the team to lose to get a draft pick? I can't do that, but some people do. And I understand that. Still not a guarantee. I just have a hard time. I can't root against this team. 
I can't even root against the pirates. And they're a whole lot more horrible than this for a long time. Now, I made the comment that we are spoiled as fans, and I've done that before, and I did that on the pre-game the post-game show, and I man, I took some heat for that. But that's what the title of the show is. We're not used to this. We're not used to this type of losing as Steeler fans. So what I'm saying, we're spoiled. I'm not saying that we're horrible fans. I'm saying me included don't know how to act when this happens. We're looking to blame. A lot of the blame is going on the head coach, Mike Tomlin. I'm not putting all the blame on him. Some of the blame's going on Art Rooney for letting Mike Tomlin let this happen. But most of the blame is, blame is going on Mike Tomlin. And a lot of us have been accused of being a homer and we don't want to go after the coach. I just, I'm the kind of guy that I don't think that that's the number one solution. I don't think there's this magic man waiting in the wings to take over. Has Mike Tomlin done exactly what we wanted him to do over the last 15, 16 seasons? No. He's won a championship, took him to a couple championship games, went to another championship and lost in the Super Bowl. That's great stuff. All I'm trying to say is, if you're a fan of the Detroit Lions or the Cleveland Browns, you're used to picking in the top 10. So much more. And a mediocre season of 9 and 7, or now these days 9 and 8, is a reason to think things are going to be great. But it's not like that in Pittsburgh. Even though Mike Tomlin has had 15 seasons of non-losing, people are just up in arms. But I just don't think there's anybody waiting in the wings. And I don't think the Rooney family, I don't think R2 is going to pull the trigger. So my problem here is when I say, you've got to look elsewhere and you've got to look how this season can be salvaged. That's it. And when I say salvaged, you want the arrow pointing up at the end of the season. So I'm not going to root for a draft pick. What I'm going to root for is wherever the Steelers draft, they do it well. We've seen them draft late and do well. We've seen them struggle with certain positions drafting late because it's hard to draft some positions there late. And we've seen them draft earlier and it not work out. But with the Steelers drafting, it works out more often than it does not. It really does. You get a TJ Watt, that's amazing. You get a David DeCastro at 22, that's pretty darn good. You get a Jarvis Jones at 17, that's not good. You get a Devin Bush Jr. at 10 and you trade some picks to get him. 
and you're not getting what he wants. He did get hurt. He was better before he got hurt. But he's still not the play. He has not come back. He's come back, but he hasn't played well since he's come back. Is he the worst linebacker in the league? No. We kind of feel that way. A lot of people are, are saying that. But I'm looking forward to the, the Buccaneers game. And I'm going to root for him to the end. But they're not going to pull the trigger on Mike Tomlin. So we could sit around and say he should be fired or he's the problem. But that problem, if it is Mike Tomlin, is not going to go away. He's going to have a losing season first. He's going to have a couple of them first. Mike Tomlin has missed the playoffs a couple years in a row. But he's also made it the last two. But that's not good enough. We wax poetically about Bill Cower. And he had bad seasons from 98 all the way to 2000. That's three of them. And people were calling for him too. But now he's the greatest coach ever because he's not having those problems. And people will tell me, well, bad. Mike Tomlin hasn't won a playoff game in all of these years. Or Mike Tomlin, you know, you know, his last championship was so long ago. It took Bill Cowher 10 years to get back to the Super Bowl to avenge that loss. He lost a lot of championship games and a lot of people were really upset. It's really tough because we don't know how to act right now because we haven't had to. And that's a good thing that we haven't had to. But as fans, we want this team to do well. And the only thing to do is go away. But why would you go away? Why would you boycott this team? Because in this uncharted water that we're at right now, this is the beginning of what could be great in two to three years. They've got to do it right. You know, Mike Tomlin has the chops to go ahead and win a championship and win a Super Bowl. Mike Tomlin also talked about making changes in the post-game press conference. He was kind of goaded into it. But he was like, yeah, everybody was terrible. And does that include coaches? Yeah, it includes coaches. Then immediately a lot of people said, oh, Matt Cannon is on the hot seat. Is he on the hot seat? They don't typically do that right now. I think, and I've said this on the show and I've said it on other shows, the one thing I want out of Mike Tomlin when it comes to the jobs of the coordinators is to put them into a position where they've got to perform come hell or high water or there's going to be problems. We just don't know about that. But what's going to happen if the Steelers do bust off five games in a row like they did in 2019 after starting one and four? And then they ended up eight and five at one point before dropping the last three. 
are we going to be mad because they squandered another draft pick? Or are we going to be happy because they're figuring it out? I tend to want to be happy that they're figuring it out. Because I don't worry about drafting high. I worry about drafting well. But the bottom line is, as fans, we're in a position where we're not seeing a good product. And we're frustrated. And damn it, we should be frustrated. And you should be frustrated. But I should not be frustrated with you for having your opinion. But don't be frustrated for me for not wanting to put all the blame on Mike Tomlin. I just don't want to. I just think there's so much blame to go around. And I don't think the drastic X right now in the middle of the season, A, I don't think it's going to happen. And B, I don't think it fixes anything right now. So that's what I'm thinking. Boy, this stinks, doesn't it? And I know it's tough because we all have the passion to be here. And the great thing about it is you have your opinion. And it's great that you have an opinion. Let everybody have that opinion. But the problem is we can't make that change right now because we're not in charge. So embrace the process. That's hard to say. That's hard for me to tell you to embrace this process. Get frustrated, but come back with hope. And if they win next week against Tampa, feel good about it. Even if it costs you a couple spots in the draft, feel good about it. And feel good about Kenny Pickett and George Pickens and DeMarvin Leal and James Daniels, who's playing a whole lot better and he's sticking up for his players. Jalen Warren is running well. Najee Harris is going to run well again. I think that Liz Frank is lingering. But there's some good things to be excited about with this team. And if they put it all together and they're making a move for the playoffs, are we going to be upset that they get in the playoffs at a nine and eight, possibly? I know that seems like a stretch right now. They'd have to go eight and four down the road, but we've seen that happen. This doesn't seem like the team to do it. I get, but what if it happens? Are we going to be mad because Mike Tomlin had another non-losing season? but it's not good enough in the postseason. Other teams would kill for it. We, co- we can't. We won't. Because we haven't experienced the depths of depravity that the Lions and the Jaguars and teams like that have. This is Bad Language. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. I will be back right after this. And we are going to take responsibility for our picks. 
Yep, it's the accountability part of bad language, and it's coming up next. So stick around as we try to get happy here on Behind the Still Many thanks to the Jerry Cherry Band. Great stuff there. I love this song, Worst Looking Man. Check him out wherever you download. There's some great albums from the Jerry Cherry Band. Uh, one of them is called Married to Myself. Really good stuff. I love it. We use all of his music here at BTSC. And Worst Looking Man is that song. And yeah, this does seem like the worst looking team that you've ever seen. I don't think that they are going to have the number one draft pick at the end. I think they're going to put some wins together. It's not going to be good enough. It could be a very bad season, but not enough to get that number one pick. And like we said in the first half, a lot of people are rooting for that now. And it's just hard to root against this team. It's just against a lot of our natures to do so. But you do you. You fan your way. And that's cool. And I'm going to respect that. And if I haven't, I will. Let's respect the accountability. Well, only two of us here at BTSC had the blind faith to go ahead and pick the Steelers this week. Everybody else picked the Buffalo Bills. Jeff Hartman and myself, yeah, we had the Steelers winning. Jeff had them winning 23-16. I had them winning 30-28. to Not even close. <laughs> Not even close. We picked them to cover. Uh, gosh, some people picked them to cover. Some people did not. So here are the, here are the BTSC staffers that did the best this week. And I'm going to give you those. Tony Defio picked the Bills 42 to 20. He was close. That 20 score was rough. The one that came closest to the Steelers score was Kyle Kreiss. Kyle Kreiss came the closest. He had them getting shut out. They had three points. Hit them losing 13 to nothing. But at that point, at the time, he was still having the Steelers cover. So he doesn't get the cover. Jeremy Betts, 31 to 24. Shannon White, 35 to 24. Big Brosco, 34 to 24. Jeffrey Benedict, 34 to 17. KT Smith, 34 to 20. Dave Schofield, 34 to 29. And our winner this week for coming the closest, it would be Bradley Locker, who got the bill score exactly correct, 38. He was off by 11, but he was still the closest to the score. So Bradley Locker gets the points this week. Congratulations to Bradley. I wish that I was right this week. I would have liked that 30 to 28 victory. <laughs> Man, I don't know what mushrooms were on my pizza when I picked that. Let's talk about other picks and something that I love to do here. I don't know if you get to catch my article every single week on BTSC, every single game day. It's bold and bizarre predictions. And as you know, the bizarre is just goofy and fun. 
stuff that's never going to happen. But we do it. I mean, it's for levity's sake. But there's real picks in there. There's real predictions. They're bold and they're bizarre. Sometimes they're right on. I, I really wasn't this week. In fact, I was way off on a lot of stuff. I got one thing right. One thing that was corrected. And I'm going to let you know exactly what that was. But let's talk about the bold and bizarre predictions this week. I had Boogie Smith Schuster, the Booge, coming back this week. Juju's pooch. And uh, what was I going to have? Well, I was going to have Bougie making an appearance in the parking lot to party with a crazed Bills fan. And as he attempts to pee on a cardboard cutout of Scott Norwood, you know, wide right, Scott Norwood from the Super Bowl to the delight of Bills fans, he goes wide right. <laughs> Just, man, that was bad stuff. Why did? Why am I even telling you about that? I like this one. Ben Roethlisberger calls his own press conference to remind Kenny Pickett that he had to make his first start in the face of a hurricane. Well, Kenny only has to play in the city that invented Buffalo wings. He then proceeds to go eat a bucket of wings. Man, I would have eaten a bucket of wings if you put it in front of me. That sounds really good, doesn't it? I don't know if that happened, but eh, it seems possible. Known for his chugging ability, Mitch Trubisky attempts to down an entire gallon of Anchor Bar wing sauce. A change of jersey and underwear would be necessary, but 10 declines. He's like, I only have to go out for the coin toss. I'm not going to change anything. Members of Bill's Mafia donate $47,000 to get Mitch a new pair of Hanes underwear. You know, they do that. They, uh, they jump through tables. They set women on fire. They do all that crazy. Well, not really set women on fire. They kind of like body slam them through burning tables. But, um, I digress, but they also, they also take charities from other teams and, uh, they, they show up, they pay, they do some good things there too. They're crazy, but they do some great things. Mason Rudolph makes waves as Buffalo tabloids leak his new relationship. Three college girls that he rescued from getting body slammed off of said RV into a flaming eight foot table. We don't know if that happened, but I could see Mace picking up babes in the parking lot. Here we go. Let's get to the serious stuff now. Pickett goes 22 for 30 and 190 yards. The Steelers' new QB1 throws two touchdowns, runs for one, intercepted once. There's only one chant of Mitch, and that's by Mitch. We don't know if Mitch was chanting his own name. I don't know. So... He went 34 for 52. He threw a lot of balls, a lot more balls than I thought. But I was thinking this was going to be a closer game. 327 on the day in his first start. It's a pretty good first start, but still wasn't where you needed to be. No touchdowns. Had him having two. One interception. I was right on there. Great. Great. One rushing TD. No, didn't have any. Najee Harris. I had him having 79 yards, 21 receiving. He had 20 yards on the day, none receiving as far as I'm concerned, as far as I believe. Might have to double check that one. I need a fact checker. That's what I need. Two sacks for the Steelers. Goose egg, nothing. Could not touch Josh Allen. Could not touch Case Keenan. Did one quarterback hit. One 
I feel I feel like Bob Euchre in Major League. One bleep bleep hit. That's all they had. Yeah, I I I feel like that right now. I had Sutton, Cam Sutton, Arthur Mallette getting picks. Levi Wallace got the one. They didn't get the two. Bills over 100 rushing yards. Yeah, they had 120, and the leading rusher was Josh Allen, I believe, by one yard. I think he had 43 on the day. Boswell, three field goals. No, he got one. He could have had three. He missed two. That was disappointing, Chris. Really was. And Pat Fryermuth going with eight receptions, one TD. He had two receptions, no TDs. Possibly a concussion. Who's worried about Pat Fryermuth right now? That's a lot of concussions. This is like his third or fourth concussion in his second season. Man, that stinks. That is not good stuff. George Pickens had six receptions, so he led on the day. I didn't even have George in my picks which I should have because I kind of thought he was going to uh, come close to hundred yards again. He had 83. You got to like that for big George. Good job. Speaking of big George, let's do the over under from the Steelers preview, which we do every single week. That to me is a lot of fun stuff as well. As we're competing Against our friends here, Brian, Dave, and Jeff. Let's do the standings before we go into it. Jeff leads with 18 correct. I'm second with 15. Dave Schofield, who's really good at this, is 14. He had a bad week last week. He was leading. Something tells me Dave's going to come back in a big way. And I'm just going to say right now, yeah, he did. He did. He's back. So here we go. Kenny Pickett passing yards. It was set at 235.5. He had 327, as we just discussed. Dave was the only one with the over there. Jeff and I took the under. Najee Harris carries 14.5. He had 11. We all had him getting over the 14.5. He did not. He, I mean, three and a half. He was close, but... No points for any of us there. KP8 passing TDs. Line was set at 2.5. Jeff took the over. Dave and I took the under. Dave and I get the points. Sacks, nobody got the points because we had it at 1.5. Everybody took over. They got zero. Picking 62.5 receiving yards. He had 83. We all took the over. And we all took the over on touches for Deontay Johnson, which was set at 6.5. We had 13. So we all got the over. We None of us got the, the score points because we all picked the Steelers to cover in some way. And so no points there. So Dave had four this week. Brian, that's me, that had three. And Jeff, the leader, dropped down with two. So Jeff is still the leader with 20. Dave and I are tied for second with 18. It's getting closer. So we'll see what next week's predictions are. So check out the preview every Thursday night. That's good stuff for that.
And also check out Jeff Hartman's Last Ride. Did I say last, last ride? It feels like last ride. I'm thinking about The Undertaker. Now, let's try that again. Check out Jeff Hartman's Let's Ride this morning as he had winners and losers. Let's say there weren't a whole lot of winners. There's a couple on that list. So that's what we've got to be excited about and look forward because those are part of the silver lining that we've got to look for. Me, I'm looking for silver lining. Others are looking for blame. That's your personality. That's cool. You could look to finger point and see what the problem is. Look for solutions. I'm looking for, hey, what could happen if this goes right? It's not working out for any of us right now. But that's how we do it. We're all, as Mike Tomlin would say, getting a little tight. And I feel that way. You know what? Let's make me better. Hold on. Let me try this. Everybody else gets a little tight. Yeah, okay. That feels good. I needed that right now. Maybe you didn't, but I did. So check out all the shows. We've got more shows coming up today. Hangover. That should be a zesty one with Shannon and Tony and me also. Tomorrow, there's going to be no cutting room floor. We had to do a swap because of Jeffrey and Dave needed to swap days. And that's cool. So there's going to be a special stat geek on Tuesday, cutting room floor on Thursday. Know that. And also episode of The Fix tomorrow with Andrew Wilbar and Jeremy Betts. If you want to go back and listen to the preview, anywhere. And the post-game show, if you want to check out the post-game show too. Anywhere that you download your favorite podcast, you could find BehindTheStillCurtain.com. It's going to get better. It might not be in 2022, but I'm thinking it is. And I've got to hold on to hope because, as Andy Dufresne says, hope's the only thing we've got. Or, no, Red said that. I love Shawshank Redemption. Great movie. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. You could call me bad. This has been bad language. And I got to tell you, I ain't apologizing for nothing. And I'll see you next week.